Welcome back to Conversations for the Good. Good morning, Dr. Jane. Good morning, Anna. How are you today? I'm doing great. How's your week going? Week is going well. Everything is kind of rolling right along. I'm feeling very grateful. Oh, I'm so happy. You know, Dr. Jane, it's been an interesting week of awareness. We talked last about moving through the challenging times of the last two plus years as individuals, communities, as a nation, and globally. I'm clear that we harvest many gifts in tough times and that with mindful awareness, we can access the acceptance and courage of the hero within us. Yet it's no surprise that we're weary and often slide into old unhealthy habits. Makes us makes for a very frustrating journey, Dr. Jane. So what else might we consider on our on this quest to be the best version of ourselves? Well, you know, the journey can be enormously frustrating, Anna. You know, and and we can lose steam in that frustration and begin to question our whether or not our efforts are are really worth it. You know, and this this is pretty normal. Um, we talked about never giving up on ourselves a few conversations ago, and and this is kind of where we start. You know, in refusing to give up, we we accept ourselves where we are. Remember, you know, we don't have to like or agree with our position. You know, we're saying, like it or not, this is where I find myself now. This is where I am. You know, we can't rewrite the past. We can only learn from it. You know, we can either learn from it or not learn from it, I guess I should say. You know, right. However, we can write a new script as we move forward. You know, we can take full advantage of the lessons from past mistakes, past errors or slip ups. You know, this is how this is how we evolve and settle into a routine of right action, you know, doing the right things for the right reasons. So we are ready to write the script moving forward, and a suggested starting point would be very helpful. (laughs) (laughs) One little guidance, huh? Well, you know, we can start with knowing what's important to us. You know, by really, really focusing in on what are our core values. This is the foundation. You know, with our values anchoring us, we base all of our decisions on these values And from there, we can create boundaries, which help us decide what we will and what we will not accept of ourselves and also from others. I know boundaries are important, but I still wince when I hear the word and know that I must sometimes take that unpleasant step to guard my boundaries. Oh, Anna, I agree. You know, those of us who are people pleasers and accommodators, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? You know, <laughs> it does. We, we have a tough time with assertiveness and with boundaries. You know, however, this is how we write a new script forward and not create, or I should say, recreate the past. You know, setting boundaries doesn't need to be associated with not being nice or being insensitive or even selfish. You know, setting boundaries does require that we say no. I mean, that's part of it, you know, and this might, may sound simple, but but this is really how it all begins. So knowing my core values and learning to say no, my core values would be all those beliefs, people, situations, ideas that are important to me, right? Like my priorities right. in life. That's exactly right. You know, it's the values and priorities really that we've been collecting from our childhood, you know, thanks to to our families and our religious orientation, our education, you know, and also the interpretation of our various life experiences. 
you know, what was modeled for us, whether it was good or bad, this all plays into it. You know, what rules did we see the trusted adults in our lives live by? Or, or what did we see them ignore? You know, did we consciously take those rules and beliefs and their behaviors? Do we take it on in our own lives? You know, and how do we differ from our early conditioning? You know, are we different? So it boils down to what is most important to us and then whether we live these values or do we merely give them lip service. You know, our core values are closely tied to our priorities and usually played out through our, through, through our priorities. Well, most of my priorities involve others, you know, all my relationships. Well, and, and what about the relationship with yourself, Anna? Well, not on the list. <laughs> not on the list. Huh? <laughs> I have to. I have to be truthful here. I do several things for my health, but when I think of priorities, I immediately go to my relationships with others. Well, and and this happens to many of us, you know. However, we need to include ourselves. You know, put ourselves high up on the list of our priorities. You know, our self care, nourishing activities. You know, and 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 are these are these really reflected in consistent action? You know, are we regularly putting these into play in our lives? You know, and if priorities and, and actions don't match up, then we're most likely to be not to be living from our core values. You know, and, and it's likely that if we're not living from our core values, we're going to feel overwhelmed and irritable, angry, resentful, because I'm not being nourished. You know, and, and when we get into this kind of negativity, you know, we know how contagious this kind of reaction can be. Oh, this makes so much sense. And it takes only one person, right, with negative reactivity to sour and otherwise cheerful gathering. So how are these core values and priorities related to our belief system? Well, Anna, our beliefs are really our view of the world. So they may be the same as our core values, um, but they can also be very different. For instance, I may value success or achievement, and yet I may believe that the world really isn't going to allow me to access that, you know, or, or it, it might be that I believe that success is only going to be allowed for chosen people or certain people, certain populations, you know, or we might value fairness, but believe that the world really isn't fair. Well, so let's talk about boundaries. We start with what's important to us so that we have a basis for our decisions. I'm curious about various kinds of boundaries and how to set them. Okay. Well, boundaries are like invisible lines that define what behaviors are acceptable, you know, both our behaviors and the behaviors of, of others. And they can include things like, gosh, um, physical boundaries, you know, that personal space, physical privacy, touch, you know, then there are also emotional boundaries, you know, and this refers to our feelings, you know, our, and, and how we express or how we want other people to express their feelings. Or it could be sexual boundaries, you know, this is about physical intimacy, sexual comments that come up, whether we accept those or, or we find them unacceptable, you know, sexual touch, inappropriate touch, or what is appropriate touch. And then there are also conceptual boundaries, or this is kind of in the the intellectual domain, you know, thoughts and beliefs, ideas, you know, opinions, whether or not they're they're respected, um, 
financial boundaries, how we handle money, how we share money, and also spiritual boundaries. You know, I mean, we're all entitled to our own spiritual beliefs and and other people are entitled to theirs as well. So it's important to keep a couple of things in mind as we talk about boundaries. You know, first of all, they may be different depending on our particular, the culture that we come from. And also boundaries can be flexible. They don't have to necessarily be rigid. This is more involved than I imagined, Dr. Jane. I suppose that's why some may be reluctant to formulate and express boundaries. Well, yes. And yet the lack of boundaries or or having blurred boundaries can contribute to physical and emotional fatigue. You know, we talked about that in our last conversation. You know, studies show that the lack of healthy boundaries are are linked to unhealthy lifestyles, you know, lower <laughs> levels of happiness, a greater risk of, of social conflict, especially within families. And yet people are reluctant to set and enforce boundaries, usually due to some external influences, something, you know, outside ourselves. You know, it, it could be that we're concerned about another's reaction you know, worry about not fitting in, or or maybe we're worried about not being liked or approved of, or there can also be a, a myriad of, of other fears and negative consequences. It's not really about others. It's about us being healthy and taking care of ourselves, not being people pleasers, martyrs, rescuers, or enablers. Oh, you've got it, Anna. You know, and the benefits of healthy boundaries are striking. You know, it it means less burnout, increased emotional health, healthier relationships. You know, we also are able to both set and and play out uh, clearer expectations. You know, it improves our self-care. We're more likely to have mutual and reciprocal respect in our relationships, a sense of greater autonomy, and higher self-esteem. That is amazing. You know, we've targeted the origin of boundaries, our core beliefs. We've listed some of the various types of boundaries and the multiple benefits. Dr. Jane, what might the hurdles be to start setting healthy boundaries? Well, Anna, initially it's acknowledging the boundaries we want, you know, and, and then setting those boundaries. But these two these two dimensions are are quite different hurdles to overcome. Um, many of us really were not exposed to healthy boundaries or our our role models exhibiting healthy boundaries in our families of origin or in or in other groups that contributed to our our early learning and conditioning. You know, but fortunately, you know, we can learn at any age. We're never too old, you know, to to make changes, changes in our behavior and and in doing so rewire our brain. You know, a, a word of warning though. Um, you know, those years of unhealthy conditioning can still sneak up on us. Oh, I'm sure that they can. So let's focus on what we need to consider and learn in order to rewire the old networks in the brain. Well, we started with, you know, exploring our core values, you know, the values that we cherish and, and really are willing to stand up for. And next, we want to discover and name our limits, you know, and, and our limits are very subjective. This is a very subjective assessment of, of where we want to draw the line with ourselves and, and also with others, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can clearly define 
our physical, emotional, spiritual boundaries with whomever, whether it be with families or friends, co-workers, colleagues, I mean, significant others, or even <laughs> or even strangers when necessary. You know, we want we 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 want to reflect on the past experiences that that made us feel uncomfortable or unsafe or angry or frustrated or even resentful. And sometimes, you know, in looking at this, you know, um, these pieces of our past, you know, hopefully they will provide some some information. Could be they provide volumes of information about what we want to change, you know. And then it's time to be assertive, or 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 maybe it's time to learn to be assertive. Oh, this is when things get a bit scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, it certainly can be, you know, especially. For those of us who are unaccustomed to speaking up for ourselves, you know, the thing to remember is that assertiveness is not aggressive. You know, it's stating what we want while honoring the values and feelings of, of another. So we proceed usually by following a very simple formula of statements using our own words, you know, and it starts with, you know, we want to target the behavior that's, that's a violation or that we feel is a violation. So I want to start a statement by saying, when you did whatever it was that you did. So it might be that I say, when you interrupted me, okay, so I targeted the behavior. And then the second component is let the other person know how their behavior is affecting you, you know, your feelings or your reaction. So I've already said, when you interrupted interrupted me, this is how it made me feel. Okay, I, I felt discounted or I felt disrespected. <clears throat> And then the third part of assertiveness is what we want in the future. So it's about in the future, please, whatever, whatever we want. In the future, it would be helpful if you didn't um, didn't interrupt me. You let me finish what I need to say. So those so are the pretty, three components. So it sounds to me like it's a pretty succinct formula. We, we highlight the problem area. Let the other know how to react to it, <clears throat> excuse me, and state the change you want in the future. That's exactly it. Right? That's it in a okay. nutshell, Anna. Good, good. The key is to be consistent, you know, so as in other dimensions and, and, and things that we've talked about, you know, it's about practice, 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 you know, and, and the other thing I want to say is always avoid long explanations or letting people wear us down so that we revert to old behavior. That's why the very concise, when you did such and such, it made me feel this way. Mm. Would you please in the future, you know, do it another way. You know, mm. we want to avoid reverting to old behavior. You know, we don't want people to, to wear us down. Um, but we have to be consistent with the boundaries that we set, you know, clear and consistent. And let's face it. You know, when we become more assertive and start requesting and enforcing these new boundaries, you know, we've changed the rules of the game and others may not be um, as committed as we are to the new way of being in a relationship. So they may continue to test the new boundaries, not necessarily maliciously, but old conditioning persists. You know, they're, they're going to try. It's just part right. of the game. Well, I'm really glad you mentioned that. You know, I already have a sense of the people I want to do this with. Some will 
be fairly easy. Others, well, you know, I already can feel my reluctance. Dr. Jane, do you have any more suggestions for us beginners? <laughs> well, you know, as I as I said, Anna, you know, connect to the core values. And before saying yes or no in any given situation, you know, really explore, do I want this? You know, or do I do I really want to do this? You know, so it's about starting small. And and I'm I always suggest don't go, don't go to the most threatening confrontation in your life, you know, for starters. Start small and and start early in new relationships, you know, or relationships that we're currently building. You know, boundaries may be different, you know, depending on on the environment. You know, my boundaries at, at work may be different than my boundaries at home or with friends versus strangers. But before agreeing um, to anything anyone asks, you know, also check in with yourself. Do I have the capacity to do this and still take care of myself? You know, I also suggest that we never agree to do something without giving ourselves time to deliberate. You know, so I always say, you know, when I'm in a in a crunch, you know, let me get back to you on that because that gives me time to really explore what is this and how does it fit into my life? You know, and, and the question always is, you know, is my self-care a priority? You know, and if not, make it one. You know, it's like they the the, the people, you know, the the flight attendants in the in airplanes talk about when the air pressure changes and the masks come down. Come down, apply the oxygen to yourself first. This is what we need to remember. Minister self-care to ourselves. That's the priority. You know, and be willing to say no and be willing, be willing to repeat no, because people sometimes can't hear it if they're so used to us saying yes. Well, and also these... accept when other people say no. Yes, yes. Oh, I can understand that. I, I've been there a few times, you know. These all seem pretty straightforward, Dr. Jane. What else may we consider? Well, you know, as I mentioned a, a, a moment ago, we, we've changed the rules and others may not like it. So consistency is going to help them see the new rule, even if they don't like it. And also that that simple, straightforward assertiveness formula. You know, when you do this, I feel this way. And in the future, would you please do it another way? Um but also be able to deliver the boundaries with kindness and courtesy and, and consistency, you know, and I find also that it's important to avoid saying that we're sorry. Okay. Because we didn't do anything wrong. We're actually beginning to do something right. You know, if, if you have to say anything, use the word regret. I regret that I can't do this for you at this time, or I'm not available at this time. You know, and also if we do something, it's important that we're we're clear about what we're willing to do and what we're not willing to do and the limits of the agreement. So it's also, you know, sometimes we can, because we can't do something ourselves, we can refer someone to someone else. You know, there are other resources other than than us in many cases. So I might say to someone, you know, I'm not able to assist you with this at this time, but you might want to call Sally or, or Joe or whomever, you know, they might be able to help you. You know, and again, Anna, you know, avoid lengthy explanations, you know, be concise because this helps us avoid blurred boundaries or people trying to talk us out of it. And I also suggest avoid oversharing on social media. And probably the last thing I, I think is, is we need to affirm ourselves, you know, even if the boundary setting felt uncomfortable, 
know, we need to be able to step back and say, boy, I did it. I did it. And I'm going to stick with this. It's a lot to remember. And <laughs> there really is a lot to yes, remember there. And there are so many dimensions. And the key is that we get started. So let's talk about that. Well, Anna, you know, with practice, it becomes more routine as all the all the suggestions that we've ever made. You know, the pivotal point is to explore our core values because these really, really give us the foundation and launching pad. Because I'm asking myself, what's important to me? What's most important to me? You know, and if at a loss, Google core values, because there are multiple sites that show long lists of values and go through those lists and and check off the ones that you resonate with. You know, see if you can narrow your choices down to the three to five most important, you know, and and really try to distill the list down for the, the sake of simplicity, you know, and ask the questions, what right action do each of these require? You know, if they are my core values, you know, if they are anchoring me, you know, what do I need to do? What do I need from others? Oh, I get it. You know, once we have clarity about the priorities that we can begin to plan, you know, then we can begin to plan where we need to set, shift, or tighten up our boundaries, right? That's right. That's right. And I always suggest that we not rush away from exploring the values and priorities. You know, let them sink in. You know, stay with them for a while. And this allows us to have time to really experience the sense of their importance. You know, and, and one of the best ways to do this is with contemplative meditation. You know, begin by, by quieting ourselves with focused attention on our breath and sensations in our body. And once we feel the quieting, you know, then we can turn toward one or another of the core beliefs. You know, notice how when we, we allow ourselves to focus on that in the quietness, Notice how we become more receptive and able to perceive shifts in our energy and emotions, just contemplating the meaning and the purpose of these precious parts of ourselves. You know, so again, it all starts with present moment awareness practices. This sounds like a perfect practice for the week. So are we once again using the welcoming breath practice and expanding to conclude so I shouldn't say are we? We are correct. Yes, yes. <laughs> we is, are again using the welcoming breath practice and expanding to include body sensations and then focusing on one of our core beliefs. I'm really looking forward to this new experience, Dr. Jane. Thank you. Until thank you. our next conversation. Thank you, Anna. <laughs> 